Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Okay, folks, we're throwing it back today, way back to episode 36, when we used to even say episode numbers. This is our Sick Day Hacks episode. We were about to record an episode called Sick Day Hacks, and then we Googled ourselves and realized we'd already done an episode called Sick Day Hacks. And so unfortunately, here is a much-needed episode we're already hearing from our friends in the South, whose kids have been in school for over a month now, that we're starting to do sick days. And it's looking like this year might be not great for sick days. And we got to take the happy with the sad. Hopefully, our kids will be in school more than they were in 2020. But we're still going to have to face some sick days. And so Amy and I have a funny conversation about all of the things we can do to get through sick days. Do I suggest threatening your kids with vacuuming so that they won't take a sick day? Yes, I do. It's still working at my house. My kids know that if they're sick, I'm like, no screens and I'm going to make you vacuum. And often it is enough to make them go to school. You know, we talk about it. I think that the problem with sick days is that middle part. So like a kid who's really sick and just laying around bad, a kid who's vomiting bad, but not that bad. If you just have a bucket and let them lay down, the worst is the kid who stays home sick and then still has enough energy to really, really bother you all day. And those for those kids, I offer this singular solution of threaten to make them vacuum. But if that doesn't happen to work for your particular situation, as the kids say, your mileage may vary. The kids actually don't say that. They used to say that back in the day, YMMV on um, the early webs. I don't think they say it anymore. But if that one doesn't work for you, we have plenty of other advice that comes up in this episode. We talk about how to deal with the fact that it's often mom who has to stay home. We talk about how to find activities for sick days. We definitely talk about what kind of activities are a bad idea on sick days. And this was something I had forgotten until I re-listened. I was like, oh yeah, that is actually a really good tip. Lots of great stuff in this episode. It is an older one. So you hear a little bit of Margaret was still editing and everyone sounds slightly auto-tuned like early days Britney Spears. But Forgive us for that and enjoy this episode of Sick Day Hacks. I feel like if kids are homesick for one day, whatever, just put the TV on. What fresh hell. 
laughing in the face of motherhood. You have to really like think about what the big picture of the sick day looks like. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. You've got to have the sick day stuff around ahead of time. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas. So you don't have to. The only thing I care about in life is eliminating party favor bags from the universe. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 36. This is Margaret. This is Amy. And today we're talking about sick day hacks, sick which day used hacks. to be called hints. Right. Remember like hints, hints from, from Eloise? Exactly. <laughs> we love dating ourselves. We, yeah. Our job on this show is to give you parenting tips and to make you feel young. Because we say things like hints from Heloise. They could have been called tips, tips or hints for, for our mothers, but today. Right. But we're modern ladies, so we call them hacks. These are hacks for when you're hacking or your kids are hacking. Oh, very clever, Amy. Very before, clever. I know. I know. Did you think of that beforehand? I did. I thought of it right, on the walk good. home from All drop right. off. Good, good. Solid, solid puns. But there, there is some a, a brief update that I would like to give on um, my fish because I think we decided once and for all that a fish was die? the worst pet. No, it didn't die. Oh, sorry. No. Would that were the case? No. Yes, this is, I, was, I was thinking we had good news. This is what ahead. happened. I noticed that Nina was like looking a little droopy around in her tank and then I thought, hello, like stop anthropomorphizing your fish. Like fish, the good news is fish don't have really any awareness of anything. So that's so good thing because she lives in this little tank. And then the New York Times put out an article like two weeks ago saying fish can totally get depressed and actually like mental health experts study betta fish to, to, to learn about depression. And you can tell if your betta fish is depressed when it's like really drooped over and looking depressed. And I look over at the tank and oh, she's, she's so depressed. Gee. So are I, you giving her fish Prozac now? I have a depressed fish. Well, I'm moving, I'm moving her tank around the house, trying to make it like a little more interesting to, to look to things to look at. And then as I'm doing that, I look down into the tank and I notice she's got one eye like bugging way out of her head and not the other one. Oh. Nina has Popeye, which is caused when a fish swims around in water that isn't being cleaned often enough. So oh, now I, I, I wish she would just pass to the to the fish afterlife, but I'm I sure have a she does too. <laughs> depressed depressed fish with a Popeye, you know, looking at me oh. balefully. I feel like our listeners are gonna call fish protective services on Seriously. You. Seriously, don't get a Can fish, guys. Can you get that fish some clean water and a nicer tank? Yeah, my kids are like, we need to get her a nicer tank. I'm like, sure, let's put that on the on the to do mm. someday. Oh list. Jesus, that was a depressing. Oh, okay. I know it's now a depressing I'm depressed, update. Like your debate you, of fish. If you weren't yet certain that a fish is the worst pet, they are. They're the yeah, worst okay, pet. Okay, don't get a fish, and definitely if you're a fish, don't go, go live at Amy's house. It's a two way street. Both. Especially on sick days when your kid is home to be like, Mom, Nina's eye looks crazy. It just, <laughs> oh, it's just more time to notice it. Horrifying. All right. Yes. So sick day hacks. Um, you've had a daughter who's been sick quite a bit. She's just home yes. from school. Yes. And yeah. And just yesterday, everybody will know what I'm talking about. Like I, I go to wake her up yesterday morning and she's like, Mom, I really don't feel wet today. And I and, and in my mind, I go to my calendar where I, where I had set aside three hours to write and then I was going to do this and then I was going to do that. And it's like, okay, re-racking my day. Um, yeah, because I, 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 I feel like if kids are homesick for one day, whatever, just put the TV on. Right. But if... But if like the whole house is sick for three days or heaven forbid you think you're something. sick, you need, you need some more ideas. Yeah. And so I would like to start sick day hacks with the ultimate sick day hack, which is 
make sick days as unfun as possible. So we had a situation last year where my oldest, who is a very anxious youngster and has a lot of anxiety around school, he started getting sick, started missing a bunch of days of school because he was sick. And his sickness was that he was throwing up. So if you throw up in school, they send you home and you have to stay home for 24 hours. Right. They won't let you back. And I started kind of charting it out. And I was like, wait a minute. He seems to be often getting sick on Tuesdays. What goes on on Tuesdays? It turned out Tuesday was quiz day. So he was getting so nervous that he was like actually getting sick. Um, and he really did have that thing of like the nervous stomach. Like it was, you know, they say that, but like they've done studies and you have, um, like nerve receptors in your stomach. Like that's why they say nervous stomach. Cause you actually do feel anxiety in your stomach. Oh yeah. Um, and then I made the mistake a couple of times when he was home because I was busy and trying to get stuff done and cleaning and writing and whatever else I had on my to-do list of sticking him in front of an iPad all day. And then he started making, I think very unconsciously, I do not think it was manipulative. He was making this connection of like, Quizzes are horrible. They make me nervous. I don't want to do them. And when I throw up, I don't I, I don't have to take the quiz and I get to go home and watch iPad all day. It's like my perfect day, basically. I get to play screens all day. Right. And so I, at some point, started saying, there's no screens on sick days. We don't watch any screens when you're sick. You can read, you can play quietly, or you can lie in bed until you fall asleep. What you can't do is watch TV all day. And eventually, and then we started working on the school end a little bit with like dealing with how he could feel less anxious around the quizzes. And he stopped missing school on Tuesday, stopped throwing mm. up. Mm -hmm. You have to really like think about what what the big picture of the sick day looks like if that's an issue for you. Yeah, I, I my, my daughter is home, you know, a fair amount the last two years. And she wants to watch like Liv and Maddie and just Sour Patch Kids television, I call it, right? Like the most like yes. brightly colored, yes. sour tasting junk. Right. And, and yeah, and I've similarly said, okay, uh, you, and you know what? I do let her watch TV sometimes because I like have to like take a shower or something or go to the dentist. Right, but, right. But I, I have, I have at least laid the rule down that like no more, no more of this. We can watch animal documentaries. We can watch planet earth. We can, it has to be something educational or even like the British baking show. Like that's fine with me too, but no more of this sassafras, you know, tween stuff that she's watching some of it for the third time through. No. The other big sick day hack that is a huge problem is coverage. You know, I mean, I, we now both work at home, but last year I was working out of the house and the sick day is like, it becomes a bit of a negotiation between you and your spouse. Like, wait, who stays home? Who, who does this? Like, who's got to stay home with the sick kid? Right. Cause you don't have childcare and they can't stay home by themselves. So, that negotiation is really complicated. Well, in our house, it's like my, my husband, uh, you know, has a job where he gets a paycheck every two weeks and I don't. So it's pretty, pretty clear who is the one who stays home. But it's not it's not great. I mean, it's not awesome to be the one who's doing it 100 percent of the time. No, And it goes it back to that, like, invisible work default parent thing that we've talked about before, which is I think for most moms, it's a generalization, but for most moms, there is an expectation that you're going to be the one who stays home with them, no matter what else you might have on your schedule. That's just the way it is. When the, when the school nurse calls 
they're they're gonna if it's a mom and dad family they're gonna call the mom first right and if it was me and I was at my office in the city I was coming home to t- to pick him up mm. and that's a hassle that's like an hour was an hour away and you'd have to leave and come and hour away have to leave and also. I mean, this is like way, now we're like way roaming. We've already been on fish disgusting eye and now we're roaming into a whole other issue of like, it, it does undercut you at work. You know, I mean, I was the person who during the big meeting where we were strategizing all the future prospects, I would be the person who got a call from the school nurse and you're leaving that meeting. It's like, it kind of, it's, it's a difficult thing for women being yeah. that point person because fundamentally it kind of undercuts you on a lot of levels. Well, this is kind of why I wanted to talk about this, because when you're in that position um, and you're re-racking your day and you're trying to make make some semblance of what you were supposed to get done still happen, the the TV is the easy answer, but it's not the right answer. And as you say, it just encourages your kid to stay home more. So so my, my sort of goal for this was come up with things that are creative and get the kid involved and get the kid using their mind that don't involve... 100% constant oversight from mom. Yes. So, that so you can we're go do saying work both of us have had kids who've missed more school than usual. Yes. And so that is part of what we're saying, which is um, if your kid's home one day of the year because they've, they're sick, let him lie down on the couch and watch cartoons. We don't care. But can you come up with some sick day hacks that make a little bit more sense in the big picture after break? Right. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses, first two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say? Say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E, lumen.me, and use the code FRESH at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. 
Well, I'll start with what with what doesn't work. This was a good tip, I thought, from the parenting magazine editors. They have um, an article I'll put up on the on the show pages called "Activities for Kids on Sick Days." But the best the best tip I thought they gave was for little kids and big kids. It kids who were under the weather, or even a kid who threw up because he was nervous about a test, but still has a stomach ache. Those kids, their frustration tolerance is lower. They're going to get frustrated more easily. So if your kid is cranky, it's not really the time to introduce a new skill or challenge them. Um, Good point. Very good point. Because the thing of like, you're home, so let's do this 3,000 piece puzzle. No. Yeah. Just yesterday, I with, with my daughter, I was like, okay, you're home and you've been watching TV and that's it. And the TV's off and let's do some math. I, I set up a math thing on the computer for her, which immediately frustrated her. She was immediately like, it's me, it's getting mad at me. It was, it was giving her a frowny face. <laughs> Talk about anthropomorphizing. Right, right. I'm like, one, it's a computer. Two, it's a game. And then, and then I'm like, okay, let's just do the timetables. Let's do our eight timetable. And it just turned into a major right, battle right. royale fight, between fight, her fight. and me because her times tables are frustrating when she doesn't feel sick. And here I was like, right now we're doing the times tables. It was not a good was not a good sick day hack. And uh, can I just put in an aside about the times tables? Cause we're struggling with them at my house too. I don't know my times tables people. It's going to be fine that the kids don't know their times tables. It's fine. Oh, I disagree. Oh, <laughs> eight times seven, 35. eight times seven, 56. What's eight times seven? 56. Ah, see, I had it, but like, I don't really know them. I have, to, I have to look a lot of them up. You need to know them so that you don't have to make that computation in your head while the other people who have them memorized are on to the next step. Yeah, I guess so. You know me, less pressure. <laughs> I'll come to your house. Well, here's, here's my times table yeah, hack. FaceTime me in when you're running them with your daughter because I could use a little help. We can FaceTime. Seven times seven, 49. Very good. See, I do. I'm, I, they're, they're in there real deep somewhere. I guess that's the thing. You got to get a memorized rote in there in your lizard brain so that you could just do them like that. Well, in the end, I just printed them out in really big font and just sort of laid them on the coffee table in front of her. Like, can you just glance at these? Can you just let, let them let them pass your eyes as you look around so that maybe you can learn them that way? Uh, it was it was not the time for me to really teach her anything. So that's unfortunately that's that's part of the sick day. But here's I have a really good sick day hack that this never occurred to me. Stephanie okay. Morgan, she she has a uh, blog called Momtastic, and I'll put this up on the show page too, and she had some ideas when sickness has you stuck at home. And she suggested, this is for younger kids, I suppose, she suggested baking. And at first glance, you're like, baking? Like, that's the last thing you want to do with your kid who has a stomach bug is have them bake. <laughs> right. It's a bit typhoid Mary-ish. Right, yeah. but okay. she's like, like who, who cares? You don't have to... You don't have to eat what they're baking. You don't even have to have a recipe that like a four-year-old can get 45 minutes easy out of putting some flour in a bowl and then adding water and then kneading it and then maybe putting in some food coloring and like like that that the baking is the sort of hands-on art activity means to an end and then just throw it away. I thought that was I a will great say that's idea. a young child life hack in general. Baking is such a great activity with kids. It's time consuming. It has tangible results. You work on math, fractions, adding. It's it's baking is an awesome activity with kids. It's but great. If, but if you're, you know, if you need to be on that uh, work call or, or get this, you know, polish of the article done or whatever, they can be standing at the kitchen counter. 
I don't know. Can you imagine leaving a four-year-old in a kitchen full of baking stuff? No, I'm not saying leave. I'm not saying leave, but I'm just saying. I feel like it's not compatible. I feel like it's not a great activity for like, you're trying to get stuff done, but it is a good activity for kill the time. Get the time over. I don't think it, I I don't think he can do like, oh, here's some food coloring and water and flour. I'll be back when I'm done with my 45 minute work. I mean, if you ever want to be able to use your kitchen again, don't do that. (laughs) All right. You're right. But it is a great overall time passing activity with a sick kid. She had, I mean, with a kid who's like drooping and blah, and did that kind of disgusting sick, maybe no, but everyone knows this kid. I mean, my, my son is exactly like this in the, the other day, horrible earache, writhing in pain, crying all night, miserable. Clearly he's not going to school. He has a fever. And then by 11 o'clock in the morning, he's a completely normal. He's fine. You know, and that's frustrating. Get the baking stuff out. Yeah. Right. Right. Because they do need, I, I see with, with, with my daughter, no, it's no different than being home with a newborn that, that the things that they tell new moms, like get some structure in your day. I mean, I dragged my daughter off the couch yesterday. We're getting dressed. And she's like, why? And I'm like, you're getting what? dressed. We're getting dressed. And then, then it's book on tape time. And then it's this, and then it's that, you know, like, yeah, I, you still got to structure the day. That's you got to right. structure the day because not only does it keep you from from losing your mind that they're watching, you know, Ducktales, but but also they they do they do uh, start to act better. Yes, I learned I learned this from my daughter's doctor a long time ago. She was recovering from sort of a chronic illness, and she said, "Stop asking her how she's feeling, because she is going to act better long before she tells you she's feeling better." So look for the acting better, and it's the sort of fake it till you make it thing. And if your kid. Yeah, your kid who is sort of drooping around, if, they're, if they've got their hands in the flour and they're, you know, spooning out baking soda and enjoying themselves, they're all of a sudden feeling better. So it, it is And it is for sure, it is the kind of thing that, like, not making that mistake, as I did, of sick days are a time you get everything you want. That's, that is problematic. And that is what happens, like, with my son who... it's not to say at all that any kid is faking it. It's like, they're not making it up, but you don't want to lean in to them being sick. You want to lean out from them being sick because if you lean into them being sick by being like, Oh, sweetheart, let me take care of your every need. And let me, we'll let you watch live in Maddie all day. And let me da 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 da. And you just stay in your pajamas. Like, of course, on some level of their cortex, they're going, wait, this is so much better than real life. You know? I believe it's called secondary gain. Secondary gain. It's pretty primary, watch. actually, right? When they- it really is. <laughs> it really is. And that's right. And and so things, I mean, uh, my mom who did counseling her whole life will tell you that that secondary gain danger is is true for people as they go throughout their whole lives. Like you may be engaging in a behavior that is primarily negative, but your secondary gain is so rewarding that you'll keep doing that mm. bad thing. And that's something with kids that you have to really just keep an eye out for. Like my son doesn't like throwing up, but his secondary gain from throwing up was missing quiz time and being home and watching TV all day. And so he would say like, I'm sick. I hate it. But I had to be very, very careful not to feed that secondary gain of when you feel anxious, if you throw up, you get this giant pile of gold, which is getting out of the quiz and staying home all day and doing whatever you want. I was that kid, by the way. In, in third grade, my gym teacher 
Mrs. Loftus still haunts my dreams. She just was like a gym teacher from Central Casting, like emphasomatic right. voice. The lady just, from Glee. And it was the 70s, so it just mm. was... Like we played dodgeball every time, and right, I just and it was get, just like boys throwing a hard rubber ball yeah, directly in like, your face. Yeah, no, it was it was like, that horrible, and, and I hated and like it. changing in that chilly locker room, and you're like, why am I nude at school? This is horrible. We had a march. We went to this little parochial school, and we had a march like up the hill in the cold into the gym, oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah nothing in it for stuff. me, and so nothing in it for you. And I don't really remember. I remember be, feeling sick and needing to stay home. I don't really remember as a you know eight or nine year old, whatever I was, if I realized, wait a minute, I'm feeling sick because it's gym day. I think I more thought like, oh, good, what a coincidence! It's gym day and I have a stomachache again, so guess I get to stay home. My son exactly the same. He he was he was eight. He wasn't manipulating his way out of it. He it, it was a natural extension of having to go to. Quiz day. And P.S. The stomach ache was real, right? I mean, right. caused by it anxiety. It was a hundred percent real. That's right. <laughs> that throw up was real. Oh no! Believe me, it's vol- volumes of stuff coming out of his mouth. He wasn't faking it. <laughs> but me, yeah, I took my mother. I think a couple of months to to be like, wait a minute. So that's good parenting by her and by you to say, wait a minute. That's this is every Tuesday and Thursday. This is happening. And right, right. There is some connection. You're really getting something out of this, and so. that's a good, the the biggest sick day hack for me is like figuring out a way to just, I talk a lot about this with like all sorts of behavior that when the baby wakes up in the middle of the night, you don't interact with, it's blank face time. You're completely neutral. If you have to change it, change its diaper, whatever, you just, you don't start a party at that time. You're, you blank face it. When the toddler is throwing the insane tantrum, you don't go, calm down. And, and, or, oh no, honey, what's wrong? You blank face it. You just, you neutralize things so that you're not, my pediatrician said a long time ago, the toddler is playing with the jack in the box and you're the jack in the, you're the clown. And like, (laughs) don't pop out everything they do because then they're just going to keep winding. Like that's the expression, winding you up. They like to see it pop. Sickness is another thing I think you have to neutralize and blank face because it's like you don't want to feed the secondary. So I have another I have another hack when it's like you don't want them to watch TV and they really are like feeling too sick to do too much of anything. Hack me. Audiobooks. I actually Yeah, you I, you know what this is the second time you've said audiobooks and I have a reluctant reader and I keep thinking audiobooks is a great idea. When my daughter is too is is home from school for two or three days and she's getting behind the book that they're reading with their class. And she's like, I really, and she, she is, she's pretty sick, but she can listen to the book and keep up with their class that way. She has books that she listens to, to fall asleep at night. I try to do sort of relaxation techniques and meditation, meow, meow, meow. And she's not, she's not interested. Those don't fly with her. That's not working. She just wants to listen to the girl who drank the moon for and they, oh, it even has a sleep timer. So she listens to it for eight minutes and then it shuts off by itself and she's asleep. So clever. I heartily recommend them. Just last night, I, I told her I was doing this episode and what should I say? And she said, audiobooks. Oh, so, good job. Done. I like that. That's a good one. The other thing she came up um, with, my daughter, and this, this is a pretty good one if you have a... Uh, if you have a daughter who, well, a daughter or a son who is into these things. My daughter loves American Girl dolls, and they have a YouTube channel called American Girl DIY. It's actually called American Girl Ideas. And she, 
able, she made a little TV dinner for her doll. She made, it involves a little bit of a trip to the art store or digging through your closet. Yes. But she makes things for her dolls, teeny tiny iPhones and, and it keeps her quite, quite busy. Um, and I don't really, other than making sure that she has what's required, I don't really have to get that involved. I'm trying to pretend that American Girl dolls don't exist because <laughs> I'm a five-year-old and someone gave her one and I'm like, yeah, that's just a dolly. It's a nice dolly. Like, I'm like, do not learn the term American oh Girl God. doll or we're going down the rabbit it hole. It might be okay because your daughter is five still or six? Five. F- okay. Five. So she's five, Maggie's 10. Maggie, Maggie does not ever think that there will be a time that she doesn't love American Girl dolls as much as she does now. But I'm going to think when she's 14 and your daughter's nine, I might have a few... Hundred thousand. Keep those things in good shape, Amy. Yes, I just might have stepped in a gold mine right here. I'm so glad we recorded this episode. That's right. Our timing might be really on point right there. All right. YouTube thing. It's like there just was an article. Who cares about sick day hacks, guys? I just hit a treasure trove of American Girl doll stuff. Listeners are gonna be like, I have an eight year old girl. Anyway, we should set up an all listener American Girl exchange you know they are so important for such for a just a few years and you know what they've they've, yeah that's my sick day hack for her she goes up in her room and she makes like worlds and scenes for her dolls and then she goes on the internet and finds you know i'm gonna i'm gonna today i'm gonna make them a fidget spinner like okay and then can you print this out for me yes and then a little bit of um foam board and some stuff in the printer and she's cutting and gluing and she makes her doll a fidget spinner and it takes her like you know 45 minutes and then yeah. it's almost lunchtime. It's solid activity. Speaking of lunchtime, here's another good sick day hack that this one I got from, I mean, it's an obvious one, but I read, it occurred to me when I read it on uh, Carrie McBride's article on apartment therapy, that you got to mm-hmm. have the sick day stuff around ahead of time. Like stick it in your pantry. You need the, I don't know, Gatorade, can of chicken soup, saltines, the ginger ale. Like don't wait till your kid is sick yeah. and there's nobody around like, to get it. When I lived in LA, you were supposed to have an earthquake box. You need to sick day box. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good one that I hadn't thought of. Yeah, That's right. Cause now it's like, I mean, my nine year old, I'm like, I got to go to Rite Aid, lay here on the couch. But if you have a five year old, it's dicey. It's hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Lo- lo- like the lotion-y kind of tissues. Yeah. Cough drops. Booger wipes or whatever. I yeah. haven't done this, but I'm going to do it now. Like I'm going to make sure I have this stuff ready to go. Yeah, especially if you've got little ones, that's a really good hack. I never would have thought yeah. of that. Mine are now almost at an age where I can just lay them on the couch and go run. But yeah, that is solid. I like that it's one. It's a good one. And related to that, you need to go through, I just was doing this this week, um, going through our medicines, which gets so like junky, right? I have I have one place that all our medicines go and I'm going through them like, okay, this one's expired. Like you do kind of need to have children's Tylenol, Benadryl, I don't know, you know like that yeah. stuff around. Cause what if it's a Saturday, you know, you have, have that stuff ready to go. That's solid too. Yeah. It, and then it's like, you got to have the space in the house for that. And you've got to just have it all kind of ready to go. I have one area of our bathroom that I call the pharmacy and it's like, just everything's lined up in there. Like the chest rub, the menthol chest oh, yeah. rub that keeps them from, and then the humidifier that always has that like moldy mess in the bottom <laughs> of it. And you think like, this has got to be worse yes. for them than just having a cold. Like what you're being basically blowing like swamp pox into their room through that thing. I don't like waste, but I do feel like humidifiers are sort of 
single use items or like maybe two weeks, but then just yeah, get a new They really humidifier. are. But of course we don't. We just use them again and again and again. We bleach them out and put vinegar in them and then we just start all over again. It's We're probably giving our children swamp pox from those things. I think we should take a break and then I'm going to come back with my controversial yet always effective sick day hack. Can't wait. Get excited. Amy, when I'm dehydrated, I get headaches. I get cranky and I don't feel good in general. Also, I am dehydrated a lot of the time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because being good with the water bottle is one thing, but getting that sodium and potassium with the fluids, turns out that is the key to seeing optimally hydrated. So whether you're looking to hydrate during your workout, while traveling, or at the end of a long night, Sports Research Hydrate Electrolytes have got you covered with over 65 trace minerals, seven essential vitamins, and coconut water powder. Crisp and refreshing without any sugar, this is hydration powered by Sports Research. Each box has 16 little stick packs that you can take on the go, whether you're headed to an exercise class, a night out with friends, or a podcasting conference. And did we mention they come in delicious flavors from raspberry lemonade to cherry pomegranate. Stay hydrated with Sports Research Hydrate Electrolytes. Visit sportsresearch.com and use the code WHATFRESH at checkout for 50% off your purchase of Hydrate. That's S-P-O-R-T-S-R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H dot com, sportsresearch.com, and use code WHATFRESH for 50% off your Hydrate Electrolytes order. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber, while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use the code MOTHERHOOD at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code MOTHERHOOD for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. And now, your guide to a week home with a sick child from the What Fresh Hell podcast. Monday. Mommy, I don't feel good. Oh, sweetheart, let me fill your head. (gasps) Oh, yeah, you've got a fever, all right. Okay, let's get you all comfy on the couch and I'll make you some toast and ginger ale. We can spend all day drawing pictures and making macaroni necklaces. Tuesday. Mommy, I'm still not feeling good. I'll call the school, let them know you're not coming. Here's the remote. In a couple of hours, we can do a little baking or something. Wednesday. Look, your temperature is only 101.2. I think that is practically normal, so you should go. Hi, Mom. The nurse says you need to come get me. Thursday. It smells like a men's locker room in here. You need to take a shower. 
Friday. Mom, can you bring me a Gatorade and some pretzels? Well, the doctor said it's just a virus. So listen, kid, if you are not actually vomiting, you're going to help me vacuum and then we're folding some laundry. Saturday. Saturday. Finally, we can just sit on the couch and relax. I feel so much better. What are we going to do today? Uh... Okay, we're back. Do you have any guesses? Just surprise me. I make my kids vacuum when they stay homesick. What? <laughs> Vacuuming is my ultimate sick day hack. Whenever my kids are homesick, I'm like, ah, oh, let's vacuum. How's it go? It seems to discourage sick days. Oh. I mean, they, you know, it's fine. They kind of like running the vacuum. Like it's, they're still young. So that for them, it's still like, oh my God, I get to use the vacuum. But it kind of also implies completely incorrectly to them that when they stay home from school, what I do is like work and tidy the house the whole time. And they, again, they don't want any part of that business. Like Saturday is the day of fun. Holidays, snow days, we have a great time. But if you stay home on a Tuesday, it's time to clean the living room. It's time to reorganize the sock drawer. And so it gives them the impression that when they're home, that's what's happening. I like that idea. The, 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 just uh, this week with my daughter, you, you know, I wanted, I had to be with her. And right. yet I don't want to make it too interesting, right? So she sat on my bed right. while I did a complete, total closet uh, re-rack, right? Like, I'm going right. to get rid of this or this. What do you think? Do you like this? And of course, she wanted me to keep everything that I was going to get rid of someday so that she could have it. Like, it was like... You know, oh, that's so cute. just go dress ups and stuff. Um, and it's like two lanes. It's like the choice is like lay down and take a nap or help me vacuum. Right. Those are your options. That's the sick day right. options. The sick day options aren't like come with me to do something fun or watch the iPad. The sick day options are sleep or vacuum. And that's again, like maybe a two year old you can't really do that with. But but yeah, a, a 10 year old can lie there and chit chat with you and help you decide what you're going to keep and not and then put this. I mean, I think all these sick day hacks probably reasonably start at school age. A kid under five, A, is less likely to be getting secondary gains from being sick. You can really tell when a kid under five is sick. I mean, they're like leaking from every opening and they're just <laughs> disgusting and feverish and gross. And they're um, too young to manipulate, certainly. And they're too young to even, and manipulate is like a funny word because I, do, I don't believe that my son was ever being manipulative, but he he was in a, in, in a kind of a gray space. And so, but yeah, yeah, a kid under five, Keep them home, feed them soup, let them do whatever they need. Toddlers probably. will run until like felled by a 103 degree fever or actually stopping to vomit, right? They will, they will just keep going. They don't, yes. I don't think they notice that they're nearing the precipice in the same way that older kids do. Another sick day hack is Legos. It's not that uh, unique or insightful, but my son who was legit homesick, my big guy, he had from his birthday this gigantic one of those like crazy Legos. It was from uh, it was the Lego movie, the Ninjago one. And it was like this giant Ninjago pa palace. And he worked on it for six hours and he finished it like that was his sick day. That's the perf yeah, that's perfect. And in I'm going to give a little plug to, for a friend of mine who has a son who had a childhood cancer and spent a lot of his time in Los Angeles Children's Hospital. And he does a drive. So go to Facebook Sam's 
Lego drive. The name's Sam. Sam's Lego drive. And they're always collecting for kids who are in hospitals. Oh, so this is Legos. So go like check when your kids are too old for Legos, you can give them a good home? Uh, they're new. No, they have to, they be, have to new. be new. And so it's just a complete like go buy a Lego for kids who are sick because what they found in their own like sick months hacks were that, you know, for kids who can't get out of bed, kids who really struggle with being sick, Legos are like the perfect thing. You can, any kid can sit and do Legos right in front of them. So as we're talking about sick day hacks, go to Sam's Lego drive on Facebook and buy a Lego and send it. It's to a them. good idea. I mean, I do, I do set aside those birthday presents sometimes, right? Stick them under the bed or, and, the, and, and you, you bring out, you bring out the stuff they haven't seen. Are you ready for it? You've talked about that before. And that's a great sick day yeah, hack. It's like we have a, someone gave my kids a slime making kit, you know, and I just, put it away because I'm like, someday we're going to be like, what are we going to do today? Oh, it's turned out to be horrible weather and the game got canceled and the thing. And it's going to be like, guys, we're making slime. And that's going to seem really fun. It doesn't even have to be new, I mean, new toys. It just has to be maybe a toy they haven't seen in a while. And you have to yep. do, it's the, it's the preschool director hack of you can't have all the toys out all the time. Put away the doctor set right. or the, the, you know, pizza making set for a month and then Put it, pull it out again, and you know, leave it in the middle of the floor, and it, it's become newly, incredibly interesting again. Yeah, I've, yeah, no, that's that's a great, and I do, and even, and if you can do it when the birthday presents come in, you get fifteen birthday presents, and you put five away. That's a good thing to have up your sleeve too, because something in a box is like, whoa, that seems like the most right. exciting thing in the world. Right. Are you ready? Are you if it's coming out of a box, like if it's like, oh, here's your old thing, it's a maybe fifty fifty proposition. But I'm telling you, if it's in the box and it's shrink wrapped, it's Christmas. Even day. if it's not good once they open it, you've got 10, 15 minutes oh, right there. Nobody knows if it's good or bad. Yeah. I mean, is slime great? No, but they're gonna have the best time of their lives doing that. I, I I'm a little reluctant to bring these up because I know how you feel about them, but I'm gonna say they're a sick oh, day hack. Amy, 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 don't do this. Party favorite bags. You, this is wrong what you're about to do. Party no. favorite bags. No. <laughs> I, I reject this I segment. take them. They come. I'm sorry the podcast had to end this way. <laughs> it's been a good run, Amy. I've enjoyed working with you, but we've reached the um, end of our I'm going to start my own podcast where I just bring people on. And we're going to talk about what, what's good about party favorite bags. There you if go. You, if they come that. into your house, some people on this podcast might just throw them out on the way out of the McDonald's and the kids never get them Sight home. Sight unseen. In the first place. But if they make it into your house where they sit in your kitchen table for a day or two, I take them and I hide them not far from where I keep my medicines. And then when I have a sick kid, a bored kid or whatever, um, a, um, you know, much younger nephew come to visit that we don't have toys around for that age anymore. The party favor bags are little uh, Santa sacks of... <laughs> random things that'll buy you uh, 20 to 30 minutes. I mean, as you know, the only thing I care about in life is eliminating party favor bags from the universe. So I cannot support this. I would also argue that party favor bags are just small sacks of disappointment from which emerge like <laughs> that stupid Pokemon game where you're supposed to get the tiny marble in the hole and it's too small to actually work. Like maybe for a two-year-old there should, but any, any nine-year-old worth his salt is going to open that and be like, this is horrible. This is a horrible experience and throw that party 
favorite bag out the window. That's a special category, isn't it? Like those, like you're right, the little ball, the little ball bearing that rolls around or like those like Chinese puzzles, the links, like get this to unlink. And I, I don't think they actually work. I don't think they're solvable. They're, 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 my, my whole, I mean, again, now you've set me off. Here we go. Because now we're going down the rabbit hole. But my objection to party favorite bags in general is that they've been reduced to tiny junky versions of things that are so tiny horrible and useless that they are literally garbage like <laughs> you pull it out you're like what is it supposed to do oh it, you're supposed to get the ball in the cup by swinging it with your hand but the cup is too small and the ball is too light and plasticky and so it's like you try it twice and you're like oh th this idea has been reduced to such a horrible junky plastic version of itself that it no longer retains its original function. So it becomes just a source Therefore, of frustration. It's, it's a source of frustration and planet murder. That is all a party favor bag is. Well, you know, I'm not, That is what I have to say to party favor I'm going to retract Don't that. ever mention them again if you know it's good for I, you. I'm, and you I'll, I'll, retract, I'll retract that uh, offering. I demand a retraction and I'm glad to have gotten it because we need to be able to move on in peace. What about art supplies? We talked a little bit about arts and crafts. I have a big like Tupperware tub of art supplies in the kitchen. I stick it in the closet and it it does need a little um, pruning. It needs needs some weeding. <sighs> but when it's when they're sick anyway, first make them do that with you and put all the colored pencils with all the colored pencils and throw away the coloring book that's mostly done at this point. But uh, that that in itself is an activity. And then, then the art supplies, if you have them ready to go, they can come up with something usually. Art supplies are a great sick day. Great sick day. They're like right up there with Legos. I mean, they're, they're a sick day staple. Uh, my kids are very into making comic books right now. That's like they're big. I take a bunch of paper. I fold it in half. I put the hash marks on each page and they draw like comic. They love Captain Underpants and that's where they got the idea. So like they draw comics. What do you mean? You, draw, you put the frames on the pages, you mean? Yeah, like I, so I take, eight by 11 paper, I fold it in half and then I staple it, staple the spine. So it looks like a little book. Then they write the cover. And then on each page, just cause they have trouble drawing them straight. I draw a cross basically. So then you break each page into four yeah. panels and then they draw comic books, which they really like. And that can, that can eat up a lot of time. I will say the art supplies right now, going back to our clutter conversation are the bane of my yeah. existence. I mean, we, the way our house is set up, you walk in, it's very open floor plan. So you walk in and like the living room and the sitting room and the dining room are all one room. And the dining room table is the only big table in the house. So it's also the art table. And in fact, we had from my parents' old house, we had a really nice like, you know, shiny, I don't know anything about furniture, but like a fancy dining room shiny table. Shiny and fancy, sure shiny and fancy. Like if you did something wrong on it, you would have to strip the whole thing and redo it basically. And I eventually got that table out and put in like a really messed up, you know, farmy kind of table because it's the art. It's got glue and glitter and everything on it because it's the only table space in the house. Our kitchen is like a counter kitchen. So, and there's, it's right next to the burners. Like you can't do art there. And so our dining room table is the art table. And right now my kids are really, really into drawing and art. And it's kind of ruining my life because it's just such a vomit it's, of right. paper and glitter and pens. And then what I should do is 
okay, now we're done. Let's all carefully put everything back together. But of course what happens is like, oh my God, now it's 815. Everyone run to school. And my house constantly looks like an art supply store vomited all over my living room. We have like our, our, our dining room table, our kitchen table. Wait, it's the same table. Because we too have this open plan. Let's do an episode about open plan houses for yeah, people with children. We've made mistakes. Both of us have made the Who, same. Whoever mistake. thought that was a good idea, right? Yes, yeah, so we have one table, and and one end of it is constantly covered with the art supplies that I don't just want to shut. I, I want to like get them organized before I put them away. Don't put don't put them away with the glitter spilled all over, and um, and so it just sits there. Like like the Popeye just sits there looking at me like, mm. hmm. would you stop bringing up that poor <laughs> hideous fish's eye? It's so upsetting. Just my uh, and I will say here's a here's a mom hack overall, not a sick day hack. When your kids get into art, commit early to throwing their art away. That's my advice. You can. I was like, oh, they're precious comic books. My kids are producing like nineteen comic books a week. I throw them all immediately into the. You don't trash. even take pictures. No, I, I, t- I, I take pictures. I have, oh, we have hardcover I mean, books I would have really 9,000 pictures. It's, it's just the volume that they are creating in art. When they bring home a beautiful piece of art from school, we hang it up for a while. We have like a rotating gallery in the kitchen. But when it comes down, it goes out. Did you see Stranger Things too? How much, how much of your art from your childhood do you treasure right now in your life? I, I would treasure it if I had it. I mean... Oh, Amy, what a poor answer. Go back. Can we do that answer again? <laughs> you would treasure. What would you do with your childhood I, art if you had 9,000 pieces no, of I it? No, I disagree. My kids my kids have like have cardboard boxes where I save a couple things from each year, and they find it uproariously funny to go through the stuff that they made when they were four and five. You got to save a little. Save a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. All right. You might, be, you might have a point. Just a little. I mean, I don't save none. Yeah. All right. I but did that. you see Stranger Things too? The kid. There's a kid who's. I, I don't. I'm not a Stranger Things. There's a person. kid who's obsessed by the shadow monster. Spoiler alert. I mean, that's like on episode two. But anyway, he he's frantically. He can't express how he's feeling. So they're like, Hunt. So Winona Ryder's like, Honey, why don't you why don't you color? Why don't you show us? And and so it just shows him scribbling like for episode after episode. He's just scribble, scribble, scribble on paper. And eventually their whole house gets taken over with um his art that they're taping to the walls and it becomes like a map and then it like it eats the house basically. And that's that's this is what I'm trying to yeah. avoid by throwing out every single piece of art my kids. Just produce. save one. All I have right. a related I have a related sick day hack and this one is actually for when mom is sick which is a whole other Ugh. kettle of fish. Ugh. But this is this was a hack the that somebody worst. put um on uh, momtastics and it was actually one of the comments. This was somebody a mom who had hyperemesis, you know, which is when you're pregnant and you throw up 18 times a day and you really can't lift your head and you have other children. Oh, that's what the princess has in that's England. That's right. Yes. Yes. No, it's bad. I had a friend who had it. And and she said what saved her was, of course, one, the TV. But when she couldn't take that anymore, she had a she would roll out um, butcher block paper on the floor. Yes, in front of the couch this is a good one. And crayons. And she just. And if you want to up your game, you trace the kid and you have them draw themselves. That's pretty good. My daughter has started getting home from school. These little, she's in kindergarten, like very little like homework assignments that are um, go find something in your house that starts with an F and draw it. And I thought, now that is a solid time wasting activity. I mean, go find something in your house that starts with this letter and draw it. That's it's half an hour right there. (laughs) Solid. 
I was like, way to go, kindergarten teacher. Real Simple Magazine had uh, a list of 16 clever ways to entertain a child who's homesick, and scavenger hunt was one of one of their ideas. Yeah, I mean, scavenger hunt sounds like one of those things that is only, quote, fun, unquote, to, like, the Pinterest mom who doesn't actually exist. Like, you know what's fun? Setting up a scavenger right. hunt for your kids. And it's like, wow, your idea of fun and my idea of fun are not the same idea of fun. Yeah, if you if you, it depends on how how low or how your kids' standards are, but scavenger hunt can be find something that starts with F and draw it for me. Draw a count, picture. Count of how it. many lamps are in this apartment and let me know. Solid. I mean, I think we solved yeah. it. We got a lot of sick day hacks for you. Basically, blank face it. It's not fun to be homesick. Be very careful of giving them secondary reward. What is what is exactly the secondary phrase? Gain. It's not secondary. Second, watch the secondary gain. So just be very careful and vigilant. And I have experienced this and kind of fought it back. Be careful of feeding the secondary gain with a kid who's especially sick a lot. But don't make them do times tables if they really are actually sick because it'll just end up with right. both of you crying. Right. <laughs> there's this, there's a fine line between feeding secondary gains and actually torturing <laughs> your child. So watch that one. And, uh, you know, you'll get through it. Sick but I'm days. sure we forgot some. So we want to know what your sick day hacks are and what you do when your For kid's home sure. sick and you can't take it one more minute. So reach out to us on our Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash what fresh hellcast. On Instagram, it's the same thing. What fresh hellcast. And on Twitter, it's WFH podcast. And you can also go to, you can tweet. Yes. And you can also go to whatfreshhellpodcast.com where we will have links to all the lists of sick day hacks that we referred to in this episode. And if you guys come up with some really good ones, we'll add them there as well. It'll be a resource. It'll become a resource for people. Your child is sick. Go to whatfreshhellpodcast.com. All of the answers are there. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Thanks for hacking sick days with me. And guys, we will see you on our next episode. That's Sick Day Hacks. Bye. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. 
I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.